Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Amanda Leeslove, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. And today's guest is Melissa. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and have this important conversation with you, Amanda, talking everything holistic health. I'm so excited. So I always like to ask this question to all my guests. What is your backstory and how you got into what you're doing today? Well, it's interesting because I was in the corporate world for 24 years. And when I was in the corporate world, I had no idea about what I know today in the realm of holistic health. And of course, everything happens for a reason, right? So seven years ago this month, I was let go when big fish bought little fish. And then I was given an hour to clear out my desk and no word of thanks. And that part hurt the most, the no word of thanks. It had been 24 years. And so in that moment, I knew three things. One. I was never going to work for someone else again. Two, whatever I did next had to be more of service to humanity and the planet. And three, I had no idea what that was going to be, but I was open to being guided. And I looked upon this as a a chance to completely reinvent myself and have a totally new second career in my life. And later that year, I found a company that specialized in brain health supplementation. And I thought that was interesting because here I am knowing that I use my brain 24-7 and yet no one had ever told me that I could do more for the health of my brain. And I knew there was near epidemic Alzheimer's and dementia over here. And I knew I didn't want to go down that path. And I also knew that I had a grandmother over here who was 99 years old at the time, still living at home, fully cognitively functioning and caring for herself. She lived by herself. And I knew that was the path that I wanted to go on. And so if I could do more for my brain, I wanted to do that. But I also, I knew I had good genes, obviously, but I questioned, is that enough? And I started thinking about her life. And she was born in little old Christchurch, New Zealand, in the bottom corner of the world, way before the toxins that we have in the world today. And I was raised in Tokyo, Japan in the 1970s during the height of manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. And I realized I'm toxic and I'm much more toxic than my grandmother ever was. And therefore I need to do more if I want to get on her path. In other words, I'm behind the eight ball, right? So I jumped in, started learning about the brain, learning about supplementation for the brain, learning about toxins and the impact on our brain and our body. And I was finding all of this really fascinating. And four months later, my oldest daughter got a concussion in her first grade 12 soccer game of the season. And she had just started using this brain supplementation and was commenting how it actually helped her really focus at school in classes in the afternoon. So now I have a daughter with a concussion. Nobody ever wants that. And I realized she can't go to the appointments with practitioners and then retain all of the information and come home and tell it to me. So I started going with her. And again, I'm not working, so I can, right? And it's furthering my learning about the brain now. So I started going to all of her appointments and then holding her accountable between the appointments as to what the practitioners were asking her to do on her healing journey, because I could see her in that appointment. In that concussed state, she was drained. She was not absorbing all of the information. So we were working together on this. Two months after that, I got a call as I'm driving to Vancouver and I'm the drive is along the ocean 
and beautiful day. And I get a phone call from the high school letting me know that, could I go pick up my younger daughter? Because she has a suspected concussion from gym class. And in that moment, (laughs) I just looked out through my windshield across the horizon, up at the heavens and went, really? This is how you show me my path? Stop taking out my children. So now I have two very different concussions in the house and I'm going to both sets of appointments, continuing to learn and giving both of them really good nutrition for the brain. So it wasn't just the supplementation, but I was learning about, you know, foods that were, you know, impacting inflammation on the body and that were impacting, um, you know, could benefit brain healing and just brain health in general, aside from just the supplementation. And I realized People that are trying to recover from something, when they're in the thick of it, they're in a stress state. In both my girls' cases, they were in their paras- they're in their sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight was switched on all the time with this concussion. And the body can't heal in that state. And I wondered what other people did who didn't have a mom that conveniently wasn't working to take them to all of the appointments and hold them accountable and hold their hand and show them the way so that they could relax into it. And around that time, I was invited to work at a holistic clinic that was opening to help other people recover from concussions because I live in beautiful Whistler, British Columbia. We're a downhill ski resort in winter. We're a downhill biking resort in summer, among other things. And people get concussions. And it was a small town, or it is a small town, so people knew our story. And so I was invited to work there. I felt like I wanted to help more people, but I couldn't get insurance because I didn't have any certification. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I called a friend who is a life coach because life coach had been bouncing around in the back of my head ever since I'd been let go, but it had never landed. But now I'm thinking, okay, I need to go back to school. I need to get a certification. Maybe I should get a life coaching certification. So I asked him you know, where he got his, because I wanted to go to a good school. I know there's a lot of schools that are kind of fly by the seat of your pants schools. And he said to me, you don't need to be a life coach. You should be a health coach. And I went, what, what's that? And had never heard that term before, but that landed. So I immediately started researching different health coaching schools, found one that I absolutely loved that was completely in alignment with what I wanted to be doing and looking into the brain and the psychology, et cetera, et cetera. And I jumped in. I think that I started like within 10 days, their next cohort started. So over the next three years, I did multiple different courses with them, including life coaching, but found out I just didn't have the same passion for life coaching that I had for health coaching. And they introduced me to the integrative health practitioner program as well. And that introduced me to the ability to be able to run functional medicine labs for people that get mailed to their home. So it allowed my my business to be 100% virtual and I can work with the entire English speaking world. And I could show people the science of where the imbalances are in their body. And it also um, focuses on toxicity and toxic load, which is what I had been looking at all along. So I felt like, oh, I've even more so I found my home here, right? So the work that I do now is all about helping people get to the root cause of their health issues. And we are going to first remove what the body doesn't need, which is all of those toxins that are getting in the way, causing inflammation, causing disease. 
and then be able to support the body where it's deficient in terms of minerals, vitamins, et cetera, et cetera, omegas, so that we can bring the body back into balance. And we may be removing foods that cause food sensitivities because we can figure that out. We may be removing bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, mold, fungus, because the labs will show all of that, and metal toxicities. So we get rid of everything the body doesn't need. We support it with what it does need. The body comes back into balance. And then the beautiful thing is the body will heal itself because that's what it's designed to do. So I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. I don't cure. I just look for the imbalances, remove what we don't want, support what we do need, and the body does the rest. And I like how you said supporting the body because that's what we need to be doing with our bodies is supporting our bodies with healthy things. And a lot of times we think we're doing healthy things, but we're really not. Yes, I totally agree. I, I believe there needs to be more education for people. And that was part of my aha when I first started in health coaching is I was learning all of these things about how my body worked and the interconnectivity, interconnectivity of different organs, et cetera, et cetera, and how toxins can affect hormones and you know our sex hormones can be affecting our thyroid and affecting our insulin levels and da, 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 right? There's all of these you know tri trickle down effects. And I just kept thinking, why didn't I know this? How come I'm in my forties and I've never learned this before? But I realized it's because I did a commerce degree and then I went into the corporate world and I was raising kids and being a wife and I was just busy in my life. I'd never had time to take any courses right. and this information wasn't made readily available. When I went to my doctor to talk about hormones, I was just offered a drug. I wasn't offered any reasons why. I didn't accept it because I wanted to know the why even then in the corporate world and I found my way to a naturopath. And to the very same lab tests that I now offer. And so when I look back with 2020 hindsight, I realize all of those were little baby steps along the way of bringing me to this space that I'm in now. That's great. And I think a lot of times as women, we pretty much almost every woman struggling with their hormones. Yes. It's a huge problem in today's world for so many reasons, but the biggest reason I think is that women don't realize it's not normal to have PMS or to have, you know, debilitating menopausal symptoms or to have fertility issues. I mean, we're on this planet to procreate, right? To keep the population going. And so we shouldn't be having these issues, but you know, as well as I do, just walk through any middle school, high school, girls are all, God, oh, I've got PMS. I've got PMS, right? And right. we just accept it as the rite of passage of being a girl. And we don't question, why do I have PMS? Because we don't know to question it, right? And then it's the same with menopause. I mean, at least for young girls, we educate about puberty in the school system. But when it comes to menopause, there isn't even a platform to educate women as to what's happening in their bodies and what they might be experiencing and what they can do about it to alleviate those symptoms. And so women talk to their friends and their sisters, and they're all going through the same thing because they're all roughly the same age. Right. And they're all, oh, you have night sweats? Yeah, me too. Or, you know, you're gaining weight? Yeah, me too. And again, accept it as normal instead of recognizing that these are symptoms 
And their symptoms are our body's way of asking us to do something differently because something's wrong. And we absolutely can rebalance our hormones. And when we do it using natural herbs and supplements, we can get the body to then start producing the hormones again on, on its own, right? We're bringing the body back into balance and the body will take over. When we use hormone replacement therapy and the, and the chemical versions of it, the body instead responds and goes, oh, I'm getting enough of that. I don't have to make it myself. And then we become dependent on that for life. So that's not necessarily the best solution for women, because ideally we want to get the body back to making it on its own. And do you find people with hormone issues, they've been on birth control a lot too? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it can take on average three to six months once you come off birth control in order for your body to start to reset itself and get into a balanced cycle, right? But for some people, it can take up to a year. And for women that are struggling with fertility issues, very often it's because of low progesterone. And we need that progesterone in order to create the womb for the baby, right? And if right. that's not created well, then that can result in miscarriage. And it's so common in today's world for us to have low progesterone. And that's because of several reasons. So first of all, high stress. I talked about the sympathetic nervous system that, you yeah. know, the state that my kids were in, in during their concussions, right? right? But many of us live in that state all day, every day right? Because stress stacks on our body and our brain, when we're in that state is thinking we need to get to safety. And it doesn't know the difference between if we were back in our hunter gather days, trying to get to safety because we're being chased by a lion while we're trying to kill the lion exactly. or, or whether it's, we've had a, you know, a bit of a spat with our spouse in the morning, or the kids are being difficult, trying to get them out the door to school. And then you start driving to work and you've forgotten something and you got to go back and now you're late. And then your boss calls you and adds one more thing to your to-do list. And all these stresses stack. The brain doesn't know the difference. So what does it do? It thinks you need to get to safety. So it starts producing cortisol. It starts producing adrenaline so that you have the energy to get to that safety. And at the same time, it shuts down other systems that use energy that we don't need in that moment. So it shuts down our immune system. It shuts down our digestive system. It shuts down procreation. It shuts down our hormone system in the sense that it stops producing progesterone. And it's called the cortisol steel. So instead of producing progesterone, the body now is able to produce more cortisol. So our progesterone levels start to drop. But our estrogen levels are still at the same level because the body still makes that. So right there, we start to get a little bit out of balance. And that can cause hormonal issues for women and symptoms. But it's not only that. We get estrogen through our foods. We can get estrogen through toxic sources as well. They're called xenoestrogens that come into our body from plastic water bottles and all, all sorts of different sources. And so we're getting more estrogen than what we need and not enough progesterone. And the body just becomes out of balance. And that can have a trickle down effect on so many things. It starts to affect our metabolism, our thyroid, which is why one in eight women will have thyroid disease in their lifetime. It That's starts crazy. to impact our insulin resistance. So how many people are getting diagnosed with type two diabetes? And even if you're not overweight, this is why you can get that diagnosis. It's a known cause of breast cancer. 
How many women have battled with breast cancer in their lifetime? All because our hormones are out of balance and we have the symptoms, but we don't know that we can do something about it. And that's where the education is so important. And that's why I love to share what I learned with as many people as possible so other people can start to understand how their bodies work and seek the help they need. So I too have a podcast as well, and it's called Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call. And like you, I'm sharing how people can, you know, get answers to their health issues in a holistic way. I would like to know, so for people with hormone issues, like what is like, what can we do to improve our hormones if we're struggling with PMS or the fatigue, or maybe we're dealing with the cramps or the headaches, that type of thing? So there's several things there. When I work with people, I always start them with a detox because we do live in a toxic world, 144,000 man-made chemicals introduced since World War II. That's so different to what my grandmother was living with way back in the 1920s and 1930s, right? And our body was never designed to deal with that. And our liver is also charged with, you know, cleansing our blood every six minutes, over 500 different chemical reactions in the body. But one of those is, you know, getting the toxins out and also getting excess estrogen out. But our liver is too bogged down. It can't do its job, right? right? And on top of that, there's very specific nutrients needed for our liver to be able to do its job well particularly in phase two of detoxification, which is when it turns those toxins into being water soluble so we can excrete them. But those nutrients aren't in our soil anymore. So therefore they're not in our food. So we're not getting them into our body. So I say that our liver is both overburdened and undernourished. And this is where I start with people. I want to support the liver in helping the body get rid of these toxins. I think of it as an overflowing trash can in the park. If I'm going to start supporting your hormones to bring them back into balance and I want to put good herbs into your body and have it get to the cells that need it, I don't want to put it in on top of a whole bunch of mush of toxins, right? Right. It's not, not all of it's going to get where it needs to go. And some of it will just, you know, get mixed into the toxins and never help you. I want people to have results. And so we have to get the goodness to the cells. So in order to do that, we have to get rid of what's in the way. So it's just like the trash can in the park. If you put an apple on top of an overflowing trash can, where's that apple going to land? On the ground next to the trash can. It's not getting down inside the trash can, right? So that's what's happening inside our body because unfortunately, we are like overflowing trash cans right now. I know that sounds really graphic and gross, but it's the best way that I can describe it. And it is our reality today. So I always start people with a detox because when we do that, not only are we getting the toxins out, we're rebalancing, you know, it's a whole reset for the body. It's not the end point, but it's the starting point of someone's healing journey and rebalancing the body. So it will start to rebalance hormones because now the liver can get rid of the excess estrogen. It starts to give people new energy because we're not only getting rid of toxins, but we're getting rid of dead cells and damaged cells. And then the body can start to grow new, healthy, young, vibrant cells that gives us new energy. People are experiencing, you know, better sleep, less brain fog, more mental clarity. It brings down inflammation. So they're experiencing less aches and pains, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many benefits from this in just three weeks. 
right? People have often been suffering for years and years and years, and then they do this program and they think it might be hard. And I'm not going to lie. It's a change. So it feels hard, but I do it in a really supported way so people can be successful. And by the end of it, I've never had someone say, oh, gee, I wish I didn't do that, right? Because they're too busy talking about how happy they are about all the benefits they've received. And now they have all of this knowledge for life, right? And then from there, what we do is for most people, we'll run lab tests. And we have a great lab test that will show all four sex hormones, all four cortisol markers through the day, all four thyroid markers, insulin, both 90 day and fasted and vitamin D3, because all of that matters to our hormonal system. Right. And then when we have that information, we don't have to guess anymore. We know exactly where your estrogen is relative to your progesterone. We know where your testosterone is. We know where your DHEA is. We know if your cortisol is a little bit out of whack and that might explain sleep issues that might explain energy issues. We know if your insulin numbers are at risk of being a problem or your thyroid markers. And so when we have all of that information, then I write a wellness protocol for people to show them exactly what they need to be doing, which supplements to be taking, like based on the herbs that are in them in order in order for them to rebalance their body. So it's very personalized as to exactly what's going on inside their body. And I like how you said personalized because I think a lot of times people are like, well, I'll just follow whoever else's diet or plan. It's like, well, we all are different. We're all different ages. One person's journey is different than the other person. You're not going to follow your sister's journey with her health. You can't do the same plan. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you there. And that comes back to the fact that our microbiomes are as different to each other as our fingerprints, right? Our microbiomes start they start being formed as we're being born and we're getting all mom's microbes onto our little body as we pass through the vaginal canal. And they're not, you know, they're not really well-developed until we're about age three, but nowhere in our life has two people eaten exactly the same way or got the same bacteria into our body in the exact same time. So they're all different. And as a result, we shouldn't be following what anybody else is doing. And I see that all the time. You're right. You know, you've got the keto diet in the grocery store. I'll, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days and you can too. And so you buy the magazine and you follow the diet and you're really strict and you do it because anybody can do anything for 30 days and it doesn't work for you. And then you beat yourself up going, what's wrong with me? It must be me. No, it's not you. It's that your body doesn't do well on that particular diet. And my opinion is that particular diet isn't a great, I don't want anybody following that diet for the long term because it does mess with hormones. It might work for people in a very short term, like six weeks, no more than three months, but the longer term, that's not a great diet. Cutting out entire food groups isn't how we build health. That's not getting to the root cause. That's just masking some underlying issue. Right. And you said the root cause. And I think that's the big thing. People are like, we, a lot of times people are just masking the symptoms of, oh, I'll take this medication and do, I'll do this. And it's not getting down to the root cause of why are we dealing? Why are you struggling with your sleep? Why are you so fatigued? Why are you even in pain to begin with? Exactly. And that's, again, I believe lack of education in the sense that I know I was raised to believe if you get sick, you go to the doctor and the doctor makes you better. 
But over the years, because we lived in different places, you know, sometimes we had homeopathic doctors, sometimes we had, you know, your regular mainstream medical doctors, sometimes we had naturopathic doctors. So, and, you know, as a teenager, I didn't even understand the difference between them. But I think what I felt was with the naturopaths and the homeopaths, I was able to ask why. And I guess I was probably that child, you know, why, but why, but why? (laughs) And it served me well when it came to my health, right? Because it wasn't willing to accept, you know, when suddenly my hormonal migraines got worse in my mid twenties, I went to the doctor looking for an answer, not more drugs, right? And all she could offer me was more drugs. And so I wasn't willing to accept that. I didn't even want the prescription. I said, no, if I could find out why they're suddenly worse, then I could do something about it. And then I wouldn't need the drugs, right? So at that point, I decided I'm going to look up a naturopath and find a naturopathic doctor. And I did find one. And when I went and met with her, of course, it's so different on the holistic side. You get an hour long appointment. They go through your entire health history. It's not rushing you in and out the door in 15 minutes. Right. And, you know, she looked at my diet. She was asking about my sleep, et cetera, et cetera. And then she suggested that we do some saliva tests, which, like I said, they're the very same tests that I offer my clients today. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense to actually test my hormone levels. I didn't know you could do that, but let's do that, right? And I'm sure there's many women out there today that have no idea that you can actually use saliva and test your hormone levels. And that's the best way to do it. Blood work that you do at the doctor's office isn't nearly as effective. So we tested my hormone levels and guess what we found? My progesterone was very low. And when my progesterone gets low, what does that do to me? That triggers a migraine the day or two days before the onset of my cycle. So when we figured that out, she gave me this disgustingly vile tonic that would help rebalance my hormones. And I had to take a teaspoon of it every day for two weeks, for two cycles. And I did that. And just in that first month, I could feel the difference. And then my migraine... My migraines were almost non-existent the second month, but I still took it for the second month. And after that, the migraines were gone. I wasn't even getting them every day suddenly anymore like I had been. And they'd been better than they were since I was 18 years old. And so that was great. Seven years later, I start getting the migraines again. And I'm like, hmm, our hormones change throughout our life. Maybe, like I've had two kids in this time frame. maybe my progesterone's dipped down again, Right. So I go back to the naturopath and I say, Hey, can you give me some more of that disgusting, disgustingly vile stuff? And, uh, she said, well, you know, we should probably do a, it's been a while. It's been seven years. You know, we should do a whole health history. And I said, you know what? I'm good. Give me that. If that works great. If it doesn't work, I'll come back and we can do all of this. Right. Right. But it worked. So I was good for another five years or so. And then I hit perimenopause. And then the the migraines changed. And so this time I went back to her and I told her that I said, they're different. So now I know we need to do the test again because I don't think it's just my progesterone. And sure enough, now my estrogen was low. My progesterone was low. My testosterone was low. And so she kind of looked at me and goes, how are you still standing? But that's very common for women in perimenopause. And so then I was able to support all three. And again, you know, my migraines are almost non-existent. And when I say that, it means I don't need drugs for my migraines anymore. I can use peppermint oil when they start to come on. I can use ginger tea. 
I can use an ice pack on my head. So I can use like natural remedies to get rid of that headache as it's coming on because it's so much milder and less forceful than what they used to be, where my only choice if I needed to get through the day was to resort to a medication. That's amazing. Do you, so with people with hormone issues, so the best thing you recommend is like getting your saliva done, tested and see. Yeah, the saliva labs are really, really beneficial if you want to know exactly what's going on, right? And, you know, working with a practitioner that can advise you on foods that are high in estrogen or that are high in progesterone is helpful, but first you need to know where you're at, right? So if I just guessed and I had no idea and started eating all these foods that were high in estrogen, well, that would have made it seem like my progesterone was even lower and it would have made the situation worse, right? So it's, you really need to know where your body's at first, and then we can use natural herbs and food to support the rebalancing of the body. But the number one thing people can do even before they start the testing is to look at the stress in their life. Because remember, so much of this comes back to our stress, right? So what can you do to start mitigating your stress? Who can you ask for help? How can you do check-ins with yourself? What self-care practice do you have? And if you don't have one, how do you implement one? That was one of the biggest things I did right when I started health coaching and a huge aha for me because I wish I'd known this when my kids were little, but I thought I had to look after everyone else first, right? I saw my mom do that. And then that's what I thought I had to do. And then I learned and I made a mantra, which is self-care is the most selfless act because it allows you to show up and give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. And so many of us are giving our loved ones what's left of us. And that's not how it should be. That's That's not how it should be. And so if instead we engage the support of our loved ones to have just some time to ourselves every day. And some people are like, I don't have another hour, right? Start with 15 minutes, 15 minutes of just breathing, meditating, going for a walk, sitting in silence, reading a book. If that brings you joy, having a bath at the end of the day, that starts to lower the stress level. And then as we bring that stress level down, we then can be more productive because when we're in that stress state and we're in overwhelm, our frontal lobe is shutting down. Our decision-making is poor. We're feeling the overwhelm. We're, you know, looking at everything, but not getting anything done, right? We're very unproductive in that state. But as we start to calm our stress levels, we start to be more productive. We've got more mental clarity, better focus. We can get more done in less time. And that creates more time to add another 15 minutes of self-care in our day right? When I started calendarizing it so that it was time for me, so no one else could take that time away. That was when I noticed the big shift in how I felt. I just felt happier and had more joy in my life. I was more calm. And it was an hour in my morning because I like to get my workouts in in the morning. And I don't start my workday until 10 o'clock because now I have a whole morning routine of how I spend that time to set myself up for success for the day so that I'm serving from that overflowing saucer to my clients instead of from the empty cup. And it's interesting because at the time I had two teenage girls in the house and two teenage girls love to push your buttons. And one day I just kind of realized, wow, I don't react the same way I used to because I was in that place of calm, right? right? 
And so there wasn't, you know, there's much less yelling and a lot more, oh, so tell me why that happened. Or, you know, can you explain that a little bit further instead of what? Oh my God, what's happened? Blah, 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 which is that stress state response that might've been come out of me before. Right. And it's a much happier way to live. I love that you said that about taking the time and starting your morning. It doesn't only, it only has to be like 15 minutes, but taking that time. So then you could feel everybody else's thing. Cause a lot of times we say yes to everybody else, but then we didn't say, but it takes away. And every, every no is it there's, it's time for you. Exactly. I always say we use those words the wrong way around and we say yes to everyone else. And in doing so, we're saying no to ourselves and we all need to start practicing saying no to other people. So we have time to say yes for ourselves. And that's absolutely something I had to learn. And it's not easy. And I know we were even talking about this before we went on, started recording the show, but I remember the first time that I consciously said no to someone. And, you know, I had decided I was going to practice using my no muscle. And what this person was asking me was to help or to run the high school career day. Right. And I'm a highly organized person. So, and I know a lot of people in town, but, and I know I could have done it. Right. Right. But I said to her, no, I'm sorry. I can't take that on right now. And her face dropped because I was always the one willing to do anything, which is why Mm -hmm. she asked me. Right. So she was shocked that I'd said no. And when I saw her face drop and I saw her thinking, oh God, who am I going to ask now? My brain starts going, just say yes. You know, you could do this with both hands tied behind your back. It won't take that long. Just say yes. So then I'm fighting my brain going, no, I'm going to stick with my no because I'm practicing saying no. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't easy, but I did it. And then the next time it got a little bit easier. And the next time it got a little bit easier. And that's just what we all have to do is start saying yes to ourselves. It is not selfish. It allows you, like I said, to show up and give the world the best of you and your family will love you for it. They might not be sure about this change and how is this going to work? But if you have that conversation with them and delegate a few tasks so you can create some time in your day for you, they get the benefit of a happier you and they will absolutely love who that person is. That's perfect. Well, thank you for being on the show and sharing your knowledge and stuff. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for helping me get the word out because I know there's people out there that need to hear this message just as I did when I started health coaching school. We can't all know everything, right? There's always something more to learn. And I absolutely love working with my clients and guiding them on their healing journey. And I can give you a link to my discover your toxic load quiz. So you can put that in the show notes as a gift to the audience so that people can do that quiz and discover how toxic they are. And then, you know, make a choice to go, I don't want to be that toxic. I want to be on that path of living, you know, to the end, right? right. In my own home, fully cognitively functioning quality life to the end. Yeah, I want yeah. to start taking care of my toxic load, right? The unfortunate thing is today that our in our north in North America, the average person is dying for 10 years in a nursing home. So they wow. say we're living longer, but we're actually dying longer because that's not quality of life living in that nursing home, right? No, so I don't good. want that life. I want the life of quality life to the end, which is why I 
choose to be proactive in my health. And I truly believe if everybody could start detoxing and getting these toxins out that our body shouldn't be having to deal with, we wouldn't have the chronic illness that we have in the world today. That is great because I feel like we need to get better. And that's a big thing and across the world, no matter where you are in the world, people need to get better. Exactly. And the, the pandemic has really highlighted that for us, right? When we look at who it really impacted, yes, yeah. the elderly as a flu would, but right. those people with the comorbidities with those chronic illnesses. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. I'll put every, your information in the show notes. Well, thanks so much for having me, Amanda. I really enjoyed talking with you.